Union offices targeted by bigots in London. Another cabinet minister resigns in Ontario, this time for having a massage in Vegas alongside a developer whose land was removed from the Greenbelt. Poland announces it will cease sending arms to Ukraine and six Palestinians are killed by Israel during night raids into refugee camps. Good morning. It's Thursday, September 21st. I'm Nora coming to you from Calgary, Alberta, and here are your headlines. Yesterday, bigots gathered in towns and cities across Canada. The good news was that in most places, they were outnumbered by counter-protests. If you were among the counter-protests yesterday, that's awesome. That's great. We need to confront this hate, and that's a great way to do it. Now, the day before yesterday, or the day before these rallies, three offices of the Canadian Union of Public Employees in London, Ontario, were vandalized by transphobic and homophobic activists. Here's how Heather Rivers, a journalist at the London Free Press, described the vandalism. Quote, Offices of three London CUPE locals representing education workers and school support staff at two London area boards were plastered with anti-transgendered stickers two days before a protest of, quote, inclusivity and identity affirming practices, unquote, in school boards. CUPE has made a very clear statement that they will fight back against this kind of hatred. The unions represent clerical staff, custodians, and early childhood educators, and the vandalism was demanding that they, quote, keep gender politics out of schools, unquote. Ah, yes, if only fighting the patriarchy was so easy. As for the London protests, CDC reported that about 1,000 people rallied, but they didn't say how many were protesters and how many were counter-protesters. They talked to one parent who was mad about the curriculum and said this, quote, science is part of education, not sexual procedures. You are confusing our kids, unquote. Lady, I'm not sure it's the kids who are confused here. Next, to news from Ontario's embattled, corrupt government. Another cabinet minister has resigned, though this one also resigned from the PC caucus too, unlike the last resignation. Member of Provincial Parliament Khalid Rashid, former Minister of Public and Business Service Delivery, resigned after investigation from the Trillium that found that he took a trip to Las Vegas with a staffer and a developer. Now, side note, yeah, that's actually the cabinet position, public and business service delivery. What? a joke that's not a position that's been around for very long and um and I and I hate that public and business service delivery what does that even mean okay anyway as a result of the news the integrity commissioner David Wake investigated Rashid which was part of his investigation into the way that former housing minister Steve Clark had handled the whole greenbelt fiasco And here's what happened. Back in December 2019, says Rashid, Rashid and Amin Masoudi, Doug Ford's principal secretary, went to Vegas, where they, quote unquote, exchanged pleasantries, unquote, with a developer named Shakir Rematula in the lobby of the Vegas hotel. Rashid said that they were friends and they didn't know that either would be in Vegas. Ramatula owns something called Flato Development, reports Kathleen DeClaire from CTV News. That is one of the companies that owns two sites that have been removed from the Greenbelt by the Ford government. Now, I think that there's an error in the CTV News story because it says that the trip was not actually in December 2019, like Rashid had said it was, but actually was in February 2020. 
That becomes important because of what CTV uncovered. Where the error is, is this. They also say that it was in February 2022. The timeline makes more sense for it to be February 2020, so let's just assume it was that, and we'll go with that. The pair didn't just exchange pleasantries, as they had told the integrity commissioner. They had a full-blown pleasantries convergence, as they both got massages at around the same time. CTV News contacted workers at the hotel who confirmed this. Rashid and Masoudi got something called the quote-unquote good luck ritual massage, and Rematula got a custom massage. Honestly, there's nothing quite like old-fashioned corruption, and... Ontario, you got that coming out of your ears. Now to international news. Poland has announced that it will stop supplying weapons to Ukraine as the two countries fight over grain exports. Poland has been a very close ally to Ukraine so far. There are about 1 million Ukrainians living in Poland, and they are Ukraine's primary weapons supplier. The argument from Polish Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki was that the country needed to focus on building up its own weapons stash rather than sending weapons to Ukraine. But at the heart of this issue is a fight over grain exports between Ukraine and Poland, and this fight has been growing over the past year. To help Ukraine get around Russia's blockade of its grain, the EU agreed to favor Ukrainian grain. That then drove down the price of grain in other countries, especially Poland, and Polish farmers have not been too happy about that. Then Poland banned Ukrainian grain outright, to which Ukraine responded by threatening to file a complaint with the World Trade Organization. The EU tried to address the problems that have been caused by cheaper Ukrainian grain by protecting grain imports to Bulgaria, Hungary, Romania, Slovakia, and Poland. Ukrainian grain would transit through these countries, but it wouldn't be sold there. Poland, Hungary, and Slovakia responded by saying that they would simply ban Ukrainian grain. And finally, the Associated Press is reporting that Israel has killed six Palestinians. The Palestinian Health Ministry said that there had been a raid into the Janine refugee camp by Israeli soldiers. That killed four people and wounded about 30 others. Then, at a different raid at a different refugee camp, someone else was killed and then a sixth person was shot dead in Gaza. At the top of the article, the Associated Press reports that Israel has, quote, stepped up its raids on Palestinian areas, unquote, though doesn't follow that by explaining what the raids are for other than to simply terrorize Palestinians. And in good both sidism fashion, we are then told that the Palestinian attacks on Israelis have been mounting. Later, though, we are told that the raids are meant to, quote, dismantle militant networks, unquote, which only makes sense if you believe that all Palestinians are militants, which, of course... Israel does. The Israeli military justified murdering a Palestinian because he was throwing explosives at them while they were raiding the Aqabat Jabir refugee camp. Oh, and that raid was in the middle of the night. The man they killed was just 19 years old, and his name was Dargam al-Akras. The Associated Press says that 31 Israelis have been killed in 2023 by Palestinian attacks. They also say that 190 Palestinians have been killed in the West Bank. Though, if you look around online, the number gathered by other media outlets is more than 200, and that figure is from July. Those are your headlines for Thursday, September 21st. I'm Nora. You're listening to this podcast at sandyandnora.com on the Real News Network podcast feed and wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you have a wonderful Thursday and I'll talk to you tomorrow.